Okay. You hear that? Yup. I've definitely heard this sample before. Yeah. I recognize that. That's how I got it. I heard this song on the TV. You know, now I know where it's sampled from. Burner sampled this on Going Out Like That featuring okay. De La Salle. That's why I recognize okay. it. Right on. Yeah, I, rec- I was like, that shit, the flow. I, I'm, I'm over here uh, repeating the bars. You knew it right, right, yeah. right away, too. But yeah. see, that's the thing, though, is that like, so much shit gets sampled that people forget where it originates from. Like right? eight, eight songs. Like eight right? samples yeah, and yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Yep. Nah, that was official, bro. Well, hey, man, first and foremost, it ain't exclusive. If it ain't an Emlyn exclusive, it's your boy BQ Bra- right here in the heart of Silicon Valley, right here in downtown San Jose. Sofa District, right here, Emlyn Labs, y'all know best. And uh, guess what, folks? We back, and we got some very special for y'all. Oh, that was Beaks right there. Don't mind him. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're in podcast mode, and it was only right that we um, we made sure we came some to deliver for the community mm-hmm. out here for the South Bay folks, for the people that are tuned into the community, um, seeing what the moving parts and seeing who the community leaders are out here. Mm-hmm. Um, this individual, I mean, I had to get a paper just to make Stop sure it. that I could, you know, articulate this to the best of my abilities. But <laughs> this person, you know, is an advocate, storyteller, uh, the deputy director of School of Arts and Culture at the Mexican Heritage Plaza, mm-hmm. also known as La Plaza. He's Mexican Filipino, born in Albuquerque, New Mexico, mm-hmm. proudly raised in the east side of San Jose on Alum Rock. Y'all know, y'all Eastsiders know what I'm talking about when I say Alan Rock. Mm. The real ones know. Mm. Um, with over a decade of experiences of, I'm sorry, over a decade of experience of coordinating, uh, putting together experiences, musical events, um, and, you know, outside of the community work, mm. um, does a lot of stuff with the creatives and the, and the artists, uh, putting together music shows. Um, the music and art series Color Me Gold, if I'm, if I'm if yeah, I yeah, yeah. said that correctly, yeah. uh, was one of the more recent mm-hmm. events that you did, correct? Yep. Uh, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Nah, and then on. also, you're the lead MC for the Seventh Street Big Band, yep. the resident MC. Mm-hmm. Um, with no further introduction, my guest, Jonathan Borka. Thank you for being here today, man. BQ, thank you, man. I couldn't take any more. I was oh, like, man. all right, that's it. That's it. <laughs> it was mandatory, man. No, so no, I'm glad. I'm glad we're finally doing doing it. And, and thank you to the crew. Yep. Can't see them, but they're making this happen. Oh, Much man. love. Yeah, shout out to Brian. Shout out to Blanco. Yep. We're gonna be the for the children. Um, but yeah, man, just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Um, I know we've talked on numerous occasions on yeah. 
potential i even remember even throwing the idea at you first you were like oh uh, like i don't know like <laughs> yeah. and i was like hey man a lot of people want to hear what you got to say you'd be surprised mm. how many people tune in to these conversations mm. just to receive value mm. and just get an idea of like what the culture and what the city and what the status of mm -hmm. things going on in San Jose, especially someone in your position that oversees a lot of the big moving parts in San Jose yeah. in the creative space, to be specific. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I want to say thank you again. How are you feeling? How's everything going? How's your good, day? How's good, your good. Wednesday? Yo, thank you for having me. Yep. Um, super appreciated. And you're right. I, I've, I've always been kind of avoidant of podcasts yeah, to, yeah, to keep yeah. it a buck. So it's the first one I've ever done. Yep. There we go. First um, one. Emily exclusive, man. It ain't exclusive. It ain't Emily. There it is. <laughs> and much love like i know like this full owl and Haley. like I, I heard the last two podcasts and yep. they kind of inspired me to be like you know what i have nothing to fear just yep. show up and be yourself and, and so yeah thank you for having me no that part well said yeah like i said yeah. i think the uh there's some information that me selfishly i want to ask you because i want to mm -hmm. definitely learn from this conversation because obviously we've there's been times where we had sit downs and lunches and i'm like yeah. we're going in and we're like oh we're running out of time right. like there's so much more i definitely mm -hmm. want to impact so I, I definitely am grateful for this opportunity so once mm -hmm. again thank you so just to go into detail for the ones that are just tuning in that maybe have no familiarity with Obviously, I listed a bunch of things, but I would like for you to give an opportunity to, to articulate maybe to the viewers that maybe don't know what you're currently doing and what it is you actively do this very moment in San Jose. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. So, hey, I want to throw out a disclaimer. Yep. Uh, anything I say, the views are my own just because I want to protect my organization. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a wild card, so I might say something that uh, ain't <laughs> representing right. So, 100%. so, yeah, just want to put that out there. Uh, my views are my own and I'm representing myself today. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so more in terms of the person the work like what do you where do you want me to where do you want me um, to dive in i think you know being someone from san jose mm -hmm. like I, you're you're from here you know you're born in a different area mm -hmm. um but you grew up in this community and yeah. you've you've seen how um san jose has evolved right creatively mm -hmm. and uh in the in the landscape of business like there's so much more development mm -hmm. happening mm -hmm. in san jose so you've seen it happen over yeah. these decades and feel free to um like how how long have you been in san jose like now yeah yeah so i i got in uh okay so i was born in albuquerque new mexico yeah uh, my dad was in the air force mm -hmm. he actually met my mom in san jose so i was born or i got to here let me rewind a little bit yeah 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 I'm gonna start with my parents' story because yeah. I think it'll, it'll contextualize like why I'm in San Jose yeah. and and where I grew up. Okay. So my dad is Filipino. He mm -hmm. uh, immigrated from the Philippines and he met my mom who is Mexican in San mm -hmm. Jose. So they actually met in Eastside at a church. Uh, it was actually called Eastside Church of Christ. Mm -hmm. And at the time, my dad was a teenager and he didn't he didn't know any English and it yeah. was very broken. And so mm -hmm. his grandma, who's my great grandma, uh, rest in peace. Um was trying to get him to work on his English and to like socialize better. Mm -hmm. So his family and my mom's family kind of met each other. Okay. And, and she was, you know, in very broken, very broken English. Like, yeah. hey, meet my grandson. Yeah. Like, you know, and then they hit it off. And so um, they had kids early. Yeah. Um, one of three. My mom was a teenage mom. Mm -hmm. She had my brother, who's the, the eldest, okay. at two weeks after turning 17. Mm -hmm. she had me and she had my sister. So me and my sister were born in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Mm. And then actually from then I moved to Japan and we traveled because my oh, dad wow. was in the military. Oh, okay. I see. And I got to, so your question, I got to San Jose in 95. Got it. So that's when my parents separated mm -hmm. and then we, we moved in with our grandparents. So mm -hmm. essentially we were raised by the Mexican side. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been, I've been there since. And you, you mentioned East side. So I grew up Near near King and Story is what most yeah. people will know. But if you're from that area, Hopkins Drive is where 
my grandparents were there since the 70s and then where I was uh, where pretty much where I grew up most of my life. That's crazy. That's awesome. I mean, like it's that's before we even get into the San Jose deep yeah. story, like just your background, like mm. you traveled to different places because of your family being in the military. Yeah. Um, like what were some places that you lived and you experienced like growing up before? You know, you were here in 95. Yeah, so it's really those two. Uh, New Mexico and, and Albuquerque is where I have, like, very faint memories. Yeah. Um, Japan, I remember that pretty vividly. So, like, we lived on a hill, and we were near uh, the Emory province. So mm. cherry blossoms, I remember that growing up. Mm. I remember living where there was snow, Wow. going down a sled with my parents. So, like, that's some cool. pretty, pretty yeah. cool memories. Distinct memories, me. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Then, then really, that's kind of... Um, most of my, most of my everything. So, so like my identity, what I'm proud mm-hmm. of really, really, really shaped me in East San Jose. Mm-hmm. Cause that taught me everything that taught me yeah so many foundational things of who I am today. So how old were you then at that time? Like, uh, when you yeah, were I'm, first uh, getting to San Jose, I can't do the math, but I, <laughs> I want to say I was like, uh, five to seven is when I was like okay. in Japan. Okay. And I'm, I'm 35 now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 95, uh, grew up in Eastside and, mm-hmm. and, and that. Elementary school days, essentially. Yeah, and and I'll mm-hmm. tell you a little bit around like why I'm even in nonprofits because I feel like that's an important mm-hmm. thing. But mm-hmm. before I do, yeah, 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 tell us about the pod. Like, <laughs> why do you do the pod and what's oh, the inspiration? Man. Oh, he's trying, and, he's trying to reverse it on me. I see yeah, what he's doing. What? I, I see what he's doing. I, I feel like people should know, and and yeah, and I, and I think uh, it's going to be good coming from you. Like, what's your yeah. intention with all of this? Yeah. Well, I appreciate you, man. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, because a lot of people don't ask me these questions, man, because they, you know, we want to highlight the culture leaders. This mm-hmm. is why mm-hmm. I, I started this podcast. Is I've always called it culture leaders because I feel like there's people that are from the culture, that are from the community, that are from these mm-hmm. authentic backgrounds that have upbringings and they have success stories. They mm-hmm. have, you know, what some might say the American dream, right? They've yep. uh, they've accomplished things mm-hmm. in out the mud. You know, they come mm-hmm. they coming out of circumstances that maybe an average person would look at and turn turn mm-hmm. around. Um, and I've come across so many people in my lifetime mm-hmm. that have came from, you know, challenges like mm-hmm. like that. That have always inspired me. Mm-hmm. I've always, I've always been the type of person to seek inspiration. Mm-hmm. Like I've always been like a motivated person, mm-hmm. uh, whether it was in sports um, and just trying to be the best at the position, mm-hmm. which I played football and soccer. So just trying to always, uh, you know, excel in what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. kind of getting inspiration from other people, I felt like was something that people are in, are are looking mm-hmm. for every day. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a quote that Nipsey says. It's like. Um, inspiration is the highest human act mm. and people are in seek of inspiration every single mm. day and i think that spoke so much to like why i do the podcast because I, I come across individuals like yourself mm. that do certain things that are that amaze me because mm. like i said the circumstance the background yeah. the way they navigated it um there's stuff that people that's like a blueprint like i look mm. at it as a blueprint for someone mm. that wants to do the same thing mm. so to to sum it all up mm. you know i call it the art of vision because mm. the art of vision is uh creating something in reality that only you can see Mm -hmm. in your mind Mm -hmm. um and to be able to do that i think requires tenacity requires Mm -hmm. intelligence requires um you know just the ability to navigate Mm -hmm. situations Mm -hmm. better than the average person so the whole point of the podcast is just to highlight the culture leaders that's Mm -hmm. our division culture leaders those are the main focus points right there that's beautiful so, man thank you for sharing since that. you reversed yeah. it on me that's that's the answer no I'm that's good right that's there. good I think, I think it's important to kind of capture that that yeah. intention and yeah. um and yeah man i'll continue and i'll, and I'll tie you into yeah, like yeah. how we got connected yeah but because of my upbringing right i yeah. grew up in uh in east side as i mentioned mm-hmm. and did alum rock schooling up mm-hmm. through middle school yeah um that was really my 
my Genesis story to the nonprofit um, career that I jumped into. So, you know, growing up, I was a knucklehead. I went to three different elementary schools. I think I just, uh, as a kid, didn't really know how to fully express myself, Mm -hmm. didn't probably saw things that um, I wasn't able to like fully understand Mm -hmm. or cope with as a a young kid. And and even though I was a knucklehead per se, I felt like I was always a good kid and I just didn't know how to express myself. Yeah. And so, that's actually how I got into music. So to this date, like Arrested mm. Development, not the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. but the '80s, early '90s group um, is like a big influence to me musically. Mm. Super uplifting. It like centered on Afrocentricity, which yeah. taught me like, hey, you can be proud of who you are and your mm. culture. And then she gave me like Tupac's Greatest Hits, like probably in fourth grade. Yeah. So my mom, that gives you a little snapshot yeah, yeah. of like how cool my mom was. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and then she was playing slaps. She was, she was like from day one, from day one. And she was into Motown. My dad was into rock. So we Mm. were all actually, all of the siblings are really, uh, lovers of music, influenced by music. But anyway, that, that was probably the first C that started. And then once I found music, I started writing. I tried to copy Tupac. I wrote Mm. poetry and, and then I started like academically always did well, but I feel like my behavior and my academic rigor and achievement got better as I found music. Mm Mm-hmm. So I went to Fisher Middle School, mm-hmm. and then at the time, this is a lot of me talking, but yeah, no, this is what podcast for man. Okay, cool, yep. cool. Um, at the time, it's almost like I got lucky. It's like the right timing. Yeah. So I went to Bellarmine, which is an all all male private yep. Jesuit school, mm-hmm. and then the diversity coordinator at the time was from Eastside, mm-hmm. and so he had the intention of getting as many Eastsiders as he could from Allen Rock into the private high school. Mm. So for those of you that, that may or may not know, Bellarmine's a super affluent, Jesuit, all-male private school. Yeah. Like, and I probably, it was never on my radar until mm-hmm. that. So long story less long, there was over 30 Eastsiders that got into um, Bellarmine wow, uh, my, my year. And, and mm-hmm. it wasn't just Fisher, it was, it was yeah. all of Alum Rock the represented. District, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And then, and I get a lot of things like, oh, you're bougie, you went to Bellarmine. And I was like, yeah, I, I did, and I'm grateful. Yeah. And at that time, we were kind of like, guinea pigs in some ways mm. like of the 30 that 30 that got in there was probably less than six of us that graduated wow so that in a nutshell kind of tells you there's a lot of duality like i'm i'm happy I went to bellarmine there's folks i keep in contact with still yeah i continue judgment schooling for college but like it wasn't pretty and yeah. and frankly home for me was always east side it wasn't yeah. until i went to bellarmine that i yeah. saw like bullying and yeah not so subtle racism and things mm. that were very much um a part of the story of us being there and why yeah. so many of us didn't make it out. Yeah, the shift. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a yeah. private school from a public education. Culture and, shock, academic rigor. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and and we're not even talking about the context of the, the rest of the students, right? Because mm-hmm. living on the east side, you know, you might go to the store and come across some homies that might be feeling some type of way. Maybe they want to mm-hmm. hit a lick on you or something. Or mm-hmm. you might be dealing with a bully on the way to school yeah. or yeah. Um, being a, seeing a violence take place mm-hmm. in, in, in just being in the city. Um, like these are real th- scenarios that happen to kids and, and yeah. young young uh, generation, like younger kids that are just out and about in the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I can imagine, because um, Bellarmine is like in Santa Clara, North San Jose, or? It's like Coleman. 
Coleman and Henning. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So yeah. So from the east side, that's like about a 30, 25 minute distance. So yeah. we're not even talking yeah. about transportation. Like some might not have mm-hmm. the privilege of having transportation. They got to take public transport. We didn't. You nailed it. And, and yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> we're not yeah. even talking about the distance. You're still going uh-huh. to other hoods. Like you're 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 crossing different sections between mm-hmm. the east and there. Yeah. Um. And these are like I said, I'm only breaking it down because it's like because you were saying like people used to make fun of you for like going to a school mm. like that which yeah. sure you know we all we all deal with knuckleheads growing up right, but it's right. like at the end of the day as an adult and you mm-hmm. reflect on that it's a blessing because you got resources and you got access to things yeah. and a lot of parents that are the parents to the students that are in these mm-hmm. underprivileged schools mm-hmm. if they had the choice to take them to a private school mm-hmm. they would yep and i think yep. that's something when you get caught up in just making fun of people we don't realize like that's actually it's actually a flex you know what i'm saying like yeah, going yeah. to a better school getting better ed- uh-huh. better education is a, is a blessing but sorry i just want to throw it no, out that there. no you're spot context, on all, all that all that is important context and look like 30 to 6 that's a bad data point right yep. like that that that's not something that like i've always been proud of actually mm-hmm. so when people are like oh you know, you went to Bellarmine fancy, no wonder yep. why you're articulate. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm actually kind of sad. Like yeah. I'm lucky. Like yep. I wasn't the smartest person at Fisher middle school. I just yep. had like the perfect opportunity, the perfect luck, the perfect timing. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for me. Like it's taken me a while to actually like be proud of Bellarmine yeah. and it's not a slight to Bellarmine. Mm-hmm. Like Bellarmine is a top school. Yep. They have incredible gyms. They have mm-hmm. a state of the art library, but mm-hmm. it, it wasn't, it was, it was kind of a mixed experience for me. Yeah. And then I think you touched on, um, we touched on a, a couple of things, but yeah, even transportation, right? Yeah. So like there was barriers that we just, we didn't even know what the barriers were at the time. Yep. So we were carpooling. Um, there was culture shock. You might be a top student in, in Ellen Rock and have 30 minutes of homework a night. Yeah. But going to Bellarmine and having three hours, right? Like that, that's how dramatic it was. Mm-hmm. And you know, it helped shape me. Like, mm-hmm. like Bellarmine's a great school. And, and whenever I hear of an Eastsider or if there's anything I can do to give back, particularly for Eastside students yep. going to that, mm-hmm. like, context or that school like yeah. I'm, I'm 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 down like yeah. i i i've gone to counseling sessions i've advocated i've raised money because because it was i was lucky to be one of the six that, that yeah. graduated and mm-hmm. and i don't ever want any east side of you to kind of like experience mm-hmm. some of the things that my generation yeah did mm-hmm. and, and it hasn't happened i just want to say for the record like yeah. bellarmine i think it is a really dope school and yeah and what i faced at the time i don't think exists anymore mm-hmm. but you know I, I never forget where i come from and if yeah. i can support other people i will yeah and that's yeah. awesome man because like like you said the statistic like being the six out of the 30 like the other five mm-hmm. might have just pursued a career and just mm-hmm. been i'm gonna keep to myself and do what i'm gonna do for myself and my yeah. family yeah. but the fact that you're looking at it in a lens of like how can i serve mm-hmm. i think that says a lot of like just your upbringing and helping people does does yeah. helping people stem from something like like from your family or something that you've dealt with in your life you know um I think it. I think it kind of inspired my nonprofit trajectory. Mm-hmm. So like going to Bellarmine, right? I would have gone to Overfelt. I'm like yeah. on that street that hits Overfelt. Yeah. And it blew my mind. Like actually, it was very like uh, visceral. Like, mm-hmm. wait. So all my homies are going to Overfelt, and they have this number of AP classes, right? Less yeah. than five graduation. Oh, quick pause. Yeah. Um, visceral. What does that mean for the ones that yeah, don't know yeah, what that yeah, word yeah. means? Like visceral was <laughs> yeah. like it was very vivid. Like I yeah. felt it. Like okay. it, it was like so like shocking to me that mm. I was like, wait, I would have gone here, and my, and my my friends, my best friends, who I still keep in contact with today, yeah. are like only have this amount of resources, and then you go 
15, 20 minutes to yeah. Bellarmine and, mm. and it's a completely different experience. Mm. The resources are abundant. Like mm. it's not equitable, right? Yeah. And so that as a, as a high schooler is really why I got into helping people like mm. nonprofits. Cause for me, I was like, this is a gross in- inequity. Yeah. Like how can two similar schools look like completely different worlds? Yeah. You were identifying the, the systemic yeah. issues. Yeah. And mm. so I, I got in, I got in starting like basically education reform nonprofits. Cause mm. I was like, this ain't right. Like how yeah, do we, yeah. how do we, how do we make this more equitable? Yeah. And, and I've never looked back since I've, I think yeah. I'm at like, close to 15 years in nonprofits now. Wow, that's yeah. amazing, man. Yeah. I, I really connect with what you're breaking down because mm. when I went to Oak Grove High School in, in mm. South San Jose, like one thing we can acknowledge about San Jose, we can take mm. a quick pivot on San Jose. Mm. San Jose is like, it's the one of the richest cities in America mm. right now, right? They said mm. it's like top five, top 10, whatever. Mm. Um, but I think it's subjective, right? Depending on who you could ask. Like For some sure. people might argue that, mm. you know, it's it's hard to live out here. Mm. You know, the opportunities are limited mm. um, at school. Resources are limited. Mm. Um, everything everything after the pandemic make it even a little harder. Yeah. Um, so when I went to Oak Grove, like one of the things we identified very early, because we knew we were like in a school that was mm. low income area, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because if you know the area of Santa yeah. Teresa is down blossom hill it's only mm. like a mile away but mm. the demographic in santa Teresa is a little more like almaden area and you can yep. tell there's a little more mm. predominantly like white people and more people with mm-hmm. m- more income that they can yep. afford not even afford because the school's public but mm-hmm. they can afford like what is needed to be at that school because mm. like you know someone someone might be able to like say put a different address which i used to do that i know a lot of people yeah, are guilty yeah. that was the that. hustle back in that the was day, the right? way to get yeah. around because mm-hmm. we want to go to school i was supposed to go to andrew mm-hmm. hill and you know mm-hmm. for the ones that know andrew hill it was a little more hood than oak grove because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. the territory and everything yep. but um and all the gangs and stuff but mm-hmm. like going to oak grove like i always knew that they had a really good football program and mm-hmm. i've always identified them as being like mm-hmm. uh they go into championships they're they're mm. competing with private mm. schools and that was something that inclined me to go there mm. but like being there and like being a knucklehead there like you know dealing with all the stuff that comes with mm. uh being a knucklehead like you were able to see that it was just ghetto like or it was mm. just like you you didn't have stuff or you had a a lot of like me going into it i was very self-aware like yeah. i knew there was going to be gangs i mm. knew there was going to be mm. drugs i knew there was going to be like things mm. of that nature but mm. i always made it a point to not get into those things because i was so invested yeah. in football and is that how you it was like sports your creative outlet that was like my creative that, outlet. like a healthy distraction sports for was you? like yeah. i'm all in i'm going mm-hmm. to do this and mm-hmm. nothing's going to distract me um mm-hmm. but like there was a time period when um my freshman year i, I failed all my classes i was just like a mm-hmm. bad student mm-hmm. like i wasn't an academic achiever let mm-hmm. me just say that mm-hmm. um but i had to go to summer school my my mom was a custodian at saratoga high school mm. so uh she had connections by just being a, a consistent employee mm. there to get me into the summer program because yeah. oak grove didn't offer mm. summer program and that goes to the resources mm-hmm. like we didn't have a way to recuperate credits we didn't have access to like wow. fill in the gaps and certain yeah. things so we had to like find mm. other options mm. um and thankfully my mom was able and she's just like that woman that's just gonna go above and beyond mm. for her kids and stuff yeah. Yeah. but me being the knucklehead i it up because i ended up getting mm. kicked out of the school mm. only being there for a month mm. um because i get into some with some kids over there but mm. the reason that happened was because of the shift of the culture because mm. saratoga you know if you're familiar with saratoga mm. and los gatos and mm. their rivalry and all mm. that demographic like it's a it's a lot of rich kids that go there you know what yeah. i'm saying and i come from a school where it's like mm. i won't dare leave my iphone under my chair because mm. that shit's gonna get snagged yep. but you go over yep. there you see everyone leaving their valuables out and about i'm like yeah. dude this is a walking lick like but it's just it goes to what you said mm. about the culture shift man mm. um 
to take it back to the point was just like identifying like those issues right like and i didn't know any of this when i was at school it wasn't mm. until like i got out of school yeah. and i got educated about how certain things work like mm. property taxes and mm. how the schools are funded by the property taxes mm. but if the properties are low income then you're only right. going to get a certain percentage and then yep. that certain percentage gets divided into multiple programs and now you have um things that are actually um you know like Things actually get um, created with mm -hmm. those funds, but they yeah. end up not really doing justice because it's like there's no right. money to be invested. Um, yeah. And when we, whenever we put in our first game of the season was mm -hmm. against St. Francis High School. Mm -hmm. So we always yeah. were like, oh, we're going to beat these kids. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, man, fuck. But the private privileged but kids. But it, yeah. it's crazy, mm -hmm. though, because that's what it was, though. It was mm -hmm. like a classism thing. Like you would go to mm -hmm. the school and you would feel like. I hate to say it, you would feel the racism. You would feel people yeah, like looking yeah. at you a certain way, like, mm. oh, these kids are ghetto. Like, mm. and there was situations where, you know, uh, parents in other communities would like say certain things mm. or like treat a certain way. Mm. Um, and that's what made me know that racism and stuff was still prevalent. Yeah. And how people yeah. like minorities in certain schools are still exposed to that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm just connecting it to the point. No, there's there's I like a there's a ton of parallels there. Like like yep. a lot, a lot of that resonates with me, right? Like having a, our moms being advocates for us, yep. um, mm -hmm. going into different worlds that we didn't grow up in, yep. right? Trying to figure that out. Um, for you, with sports, for me, it was music. Mm -hmm. But like the value in that is like, the arts are so important, yep. right? Like the arts and music and sports are like not just pastimes or hobbies. They're mm -hmm. like they can literally transform lives for youth. Mm -hmm. And I and I, I like I never forget that. Like I never wanted to be a famous rapper. There's yeah. no recording of me anywhere that you can actually find. Like yeah. to me it was like, oh, I remember this kind of changed my life. Like mm -hmm. how can I do this in a way where maybe some other kids yeah. can see a little bit more than what I saw growing up. Yep. And and that's in a nutshell why mm -hmm. I do music and art. Like mm -hmm. yeah, I, I know that it can transform lives and to this day, like I don't cuss in any of my raps because mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh, there might be some some yep. BQ who listens yep. to it or yep. There might be some some Borka who mm -hmm. who like listens to that and says, "Oh, I didn't know you can be a rapper and an art commissioner." Yeah. So yeah, that that I'm glad we riffed on that because I think that's really important, man. And 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 it's sometimes sometimes easy to forget the why you do things, yeah. right? And 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 it's cool to like hear your hear a little bit of your Genesis yeah. story, a little bit of mine, and to like kind of find parallels. Yeah. No, like like we said, like someone's gonna listen to this, they're gonna be like, "Man, that's crazy!" Like mm -hmm. I thought I was tripping, or mm -hmm. like you know, what I mean, someone in high school might watch it, and be like, "I never thought about that," mm -hmm. and might see it a little mm -hmm. more clear. Yeah. But no, it's good. I think I wanted to just kind of uh, pick at that, just because I yeah. think it's super yeah. relevant, and, and it gives me more of a deeper understanding of like why you do what you do. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And and uh, I think that's great. But let me. Uh, sorry, I don't hear. No, no, let's do it. I had a, I had a pivot because. I know um, I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about your background, your upbringing. Mm -hmm. um, I guess before I transition into mm -hmm. some of the actual nonprofit work you do, mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you, like, what is like growing up in San Jose? Um, like, what was like the dream? Like, mm -hmm. was it nonprofit work from the beginning or did it transition into that while you were chasing your dream? Yeah, I, I want to say that that's like the furthest. Um, like motivator that i could think of was sort of that note of identifying how inequitable education was yeah. and that that was really it so i was yeah. more inspired than i had a dream like mm. i didn't i would have never thought i'd be an art commissioner i would have never thought i'd be a deputy director at a at an art and culture nonprofit. Mm -hmm. i would have never thought i would perform at annual events um so those are all like 
really cool and, and, yeah. and opportunities that I've that I've taken up on and I mm. and I'm like flattered by. But for me, it was always just like trying to represent the community. Yes. So of all my identities, I, I think Isai is super important to me. Mm. There was a point in time in which like I didn't wear it on my sleeve. Not not because I was ever ashamed because I've always been proud, but I just didn't feel like I had to. I thought yeah. I thought it was like the friends that I grew up with. We all grew up in like a two block or one mile radius, yeah. and and Eastside to me, since I've known it, has been beautiful. Yeah, like we are all kind of raised by women one way mm -hmm. or another. Mm -hmm. We're super eclectic. Like we got Punjabis in our crew. We yeah. got like Mexicans. We got yep. Asian folks. We got mm -hmm. Filipinos. Right. Like mm -hmm. we Eastside. As as long as I've known it, Eastside yeah. has been beautiful. Yeah. Does that mean that there's not like trials and tribulations and some mm -hmm. of the things you mentioned? No, mm -hmm. that that's always been there too. Yeah. Right. Poke away, gang activity. Mm -hmm. There, there was a point in time in which it really wasn't safe. Mm -hmm. There's things I could tell you about my middle school that people would be flabbergasted by, including, yeah. including death, right? Mm -hmm. Intentional death, killing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um, to me, it's like now I wear that. So most people know me as this version of who I am, mm -hmm. and and. I wear it on my sleeve everywhere mm -hmm. because I, I got to remember that like, or not that I got to remember. I want, I want people to know that like, I want to, I want to do good for my community. It's, yeah. a, it's the same reason why I got into nonprofits. I want to mm -hmm. represent. And so for me, it's like, and I'm going to riff on this actually a little yeah. bit. I feel like a lot of people rep East side and they're not yeah. really East side and I'm not trying to, yeah control yeah. how people identify and what they do but i would just put a humble ask out there like in the creative community like if you're gonna like yeah rep east side be proud of east side and if mm. you're from east side like i i think people know so mm. it always rubs me in a weird way when people kind of say that knowing a they're probably not from east side mm. or like or b they're not really representing the community in a good way mm. so i would just say like you know I guess I don't know what I'm saying, but I know a lot of people, even in the space that we share, really yeah. rep that. And it's just, it's just like, it's counterintuitive to me. It's mm -hmm. like, wait, why are you repping that? Or yeah. you live in Evergreen, which is cool. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But like, are you really supporting the community? Are you yeah. actually doing the things behind closed doors that matter? Yeah. Or are you just repping that because it's a part of, a, of an opportunity? Yeah. Right? And so to me, I'm trying to hold that as best as I can, yeah. even though I feel like I don't want to be emblematic of Eastside. I'm yeah. not trying to claim Eastside or yeah. in, in, in a grandiose way, but mm. to me, it's important that we have people that are really about it and that are really like invested in yeah. in that community because it's always been beautiful to me. Yeah. It's always had hella challenges and under resources. And so mm. that's really why I like this version of me carries it everywhere. When I'm yeah. in a board meeting, when I'm in a public space, I, I say it intentionally. Mm. So yeah, I, I feel like I, I had that thought before the pod and I was like, hey, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to gently nudge some of the, some of the folks <laughs> hey, nah, out there. You got to yeah. do it, man. Like as a leader, like, cause I view you as a leader. I think Thank it's you. important for us to put that out there. Mm -hmm. Right. Because mm -hmm. I see your point. Like, it's just like, it, it, and it's not even just so much San Jose. It could be anything, right? Like, uh, like sure. cultural, especially yeah. anything cultural. Yeah. I feel most of the times like people monetize it and then mm -hmm. they don't find ways mm -hmm. to give back. Right. Yeah. I think if, if I'm understanding correctly, it's kind of a little bit of that, which, yep. you know, yep. people have, mm their own intention it's a slippery slope right because you want to like represent something uh -huh. but you make money off of it but then eventually you get so caught up in making money that you forget that mm. there's people that mm. live here there's people that are from this that yeah. are this mm. um and how do you like keep that bridge mm. active right mm. yep. i think that's a tough thing too is just like being able to do that consistently especially in social media now it's like mm. you gotta be consistent right yeah yeah um and and when I mean consistent, like, I mean, like, showing up for the community more than once. 
Yeah. Like not just doing a one one close drive mm. and then that's it. Yep. You know what I mean? Like if exactly. You, if you really exactly. love the city, you really love the community, or you really care about what mm. its well being is, mm. like your actions will speak louder than your words. Um, yeah, one hundred percent. I know a lot of people like to say, "Show your money where your mouth is," but I feel like that sounds so ugly. Someone told me that one time, yeah. and I was like, "Right, right." I'm like, uh, you know, twenty events later, but anyways, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lots of money but, later. But yeah, yeah, but anyways, like, um, I think I get your point though. It's just like making sure that people have their best interests in the community if that's what they're pushing, if that's yeah. what they're representing, um, because San Jose's growing. Like, I've never seen San Jose get this much exposure mm-hmm. that it has mm-hmm. now. Like, because if you look back even five years ago, prior to the pandemic, yeah. like you weren't seeing a lot of people doing this mm-hmm. type of stuff you know oh, now it's sure. like it's more prevalent which i yeah. think is good uh-huh. because it brings Agree. more exposure to the city mm-hmm. it makes people more excited to come mm-hmm. travel here that are not from here mm-hmm. um and it gives people opportunity to represent what we have mm-hmm. which to your point about east side san jose is that you know it has the trials and tribulations but it's rich in culture it's rich in That's like well said, the man. beautiful right the yeah. beautiful side of everything yep. which yep. At the end of the day, it's a hard thing to translate and articulate for someone that's not from here. Mm. But the ones that really care find a way to make it happen, you know, or get yeah. it done. Yeah, um, well said, man. I, lo- I love that. I love mm. that. So I want to get into a little bit about um, the organization you work mm-hmm. with, because mm-hmm. um, I know you've been doing work there for a while. Mm-hmm. But you also mentioned you've been doing nonprofits for 15 years. Yeah. So, like I mean, what, were you doing it with MHP only or did you kind of serve different groups yeah. and communities or how did that work? Yeah. So so MHP is like a, a big chapter in my in my nonprofit mm-hmm. um, career, I guess. Mm-hmm. I started in March 2020. Oh, so oh, imagine you did, that. You imagine did tell that. me this. You did tell me this. I yeah. remember now. No, it's all good. 2020. I, it's just, it's, I remember it very clear because like yeah. it was my brother's birthday. Yeah. I think we were in LA or San Diego. Like mm-hmm. lockdown was all over the media and on TV. It's and, crazy. And we, we didn't even know what to do. We're like, oh, it's probably nothing. <laughs> so I start right. March in 2020. I don't get to meet any of my coworkers yet. Like yeah. I don't know what any of my keys do. I arguably still don't know. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, so I, I, I work now for the School of Arts and Culture at mm-hmm. the Mexican Heritage Plaza. Mm-hmm. And Haley represented when she kind of broke it down. Yeah. It's a little bit, mm-hmm. it's a little bit confusing. So I'll quickly, I'll quickly explain that. But the Mexican Heritage Plaza is a city-owned facility. Okay, it's a six-acre campus. It's beautiful. If y'all don't know it, it's a gem in East San Jose. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the School of Arts and Culture is who I work for, and mm-hmm. they're the permanent, uh, the permanent operator, like the nonprofit group. Mm-hmm. So externally, kind of like to the world, there's not quite a separation. It's one and the same. Mm-hmm. But that's sort of the nuance. Like there was a nonprofit entity before the plaza. Mm-hmm. So the Mexican Heritage Corporation used to be the non- or the entity before us. Mm-hmm. And and the reason why I said it's like an important chapter is because I've never, I've never had an organization. A lot of my nonprofit career, it's it, it's it's mixed. Like mm-hmm. it's not all pretty. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's a familiar experience, and I yeah. imagine a lot of people can relate to this. Mm-hmm. You're overworked, you're underpaid, you're undervalued. Mm. You're hyper important until you're not. Mm. Like you can literally like, and I don't wanna, I don't wanna riff on, on my resume, but like you, you can see things that I've done and a lot of them are like historic highs. Then so many of my employers, like the second I like disrupt or ask deeper questions or think independently, like there's a way that in that sector they can just get rid of you, mm. right? So the plaza was special to me because a lot of reasons, man, but I'll, I'll just, if, if you don't mind, I'll jump yeah, into it. Yeah, go for it. So one, it's it's woman powered and woman leadership, right? Mm. That's very uncommon in the space. Mm. So we have a co-leadership model, Jessica Pasadillos, Vanessa She, and they're sharing power. They're choosing mm. to share power, which is already atypical. 
Um, another thing is like I don't I've never gotten to wear all of my identities. Mm -hmm. Like I actually used to compartmentalize myself. Yeah. So I could be the East Side advocate. Um, I could be the rapper, the poet, the the music lover, and then I could be the nonprofit like mm. champion or, or however you would classify my career as mm. as someone within the nonprofit sector. Mm. And so the plaza is special because I get to just show up. You get to be you. Yeah, mm. and 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 similar to like us representing different communities, whether that's yeah. Eastside or Oak Grove or how mm. whatever worlds or identities you carry or communities mm. you represent. Like I just try, I try my hardest to just show up as me. Yeah. So like colloquialism and slang like I, I try to just speak normally how i would in my home community because i think it's important that like as you get higher up in these opportunities and in these roles and positions that you show up as yourself because yeah. again we're, we're planting seeds right exactly that's another way to put it mm -hmm. you're going to inspire some kid to do a pod one day mm -hmm. and this hub that you have here there'll be multiple hubs yeah right and and i think that's really if you think about transformational change like that's that's uh, something i imagine we both have in common yeah and so yeah, that's that's what I do for my my nine to five. Mm. Um, I'm a deputy director there, which means I'm directly under the EDs, and I get mm. to work with like an incredible team uh, in all the departments that we have. And yeah, we're doing we're doing a lot of really big things. We just acquired a building. We're trying to steward a cultural district, and so to me, this is a really big chapter because I'm going to give this everything I got, and I don't know how much longer I'm going to be in nonprofits, mm. but I'm going to every day I'm going to wake up motivated. I ain't always gonna get it right. In fact, I yeah. get it wrong a lot. Mm. But I'm I don't I don't take this for granted because I know how much they've invested in me and I know what I could do for my community if I mm. would like frankly work my ass off. Yeah. Well, first I wanna just say I wanna salute you for mm. investing basically your life into mm. this service because I mean, because uh, the more you talk about it, I'm I'm understanding more and more that you damn, you literally committed your life into serving the community. Mm. And like you said, underpaid, under understaffed undervalued mm. um <clears throat> no never... 403b no 401k like like that's, oh, that's, that's a saying. luxury like, right yeah exactly yeah. like all the benefits mm. and all the stuff that comes mm. with working in the private sector and stuff and i know that because i've worked in tech and i've worked mm -hmm. in corporate mm -hmm. i worked at you know selling phones at the mall yeah even those places they offer all those stuff mm. so i and i and i work i don't work directly I mean, I work with low color technically directly mm -hmm. as a fiscal sponsor, yeah. so I kind of learn from like a distant, like a shoulder, you know, arm's length distance. So I yeah. always ask Carmen questions, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Carmen, great Carmen, friend of ours. She's a real one. Um, mm -hmm. Another leader in the community. So mm -hmm. it's like, I really admire the fact that you not only just commit your life to that, but the way you just worded it is that someone else might see this and replicate it meaning like you're aware of how important demonstration is like you yeah, see that a, a great way to by put demonstration mm -hmm. so people can not only just follow but like do it in their own way but with the high road mm -hmm. against i guess yeah. that's the best way i could articulate that, that's that's great man because look there was no cultural night market before mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. you you didn't know about all the permitting and the parking lots and the red tape mm -hmm. right so like i like the the phrase you use demonstration because you got to see it to actualize it sometimes yeah. not always right not always no. yeah but I hope that like in what we're doing and as we continue to build up for our folks, like people can see that and do better. Yeah. Whether it's standing on the shoulders of giants or walking mm -hmm. through the door and holding it open or yeah. ripping the door off the hinge, like yep. all of those metaphors speak to the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like we got to do better. Yeah. And whatever we do, we need people to build off of it. Yeah. We got to play our part. Yeah, everyone's got to play their position. Yep. Um, yep. And I hate to Love bring that. it back to Love sports because I'm just a natural. All the good analogies sports, are sports, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, QB, you got to get everyone in place, Gotta right? Gotta knock it so, out the park. But 
Yeah, man. I, and it brings it reminds me of that meme where it says um, the difference between leadership and authority when someone's pushing the boulder mm. and then someone's pointing mm. how to do it. Yep. Like that's the difference. What my way of yeah. articulating what demonstration and leadership mm. is. Um, that's crazy, man. So for the ones yeah. that are just you know that have made it this far into the mm. podcast, I want to like thank you for talk indulging about me. really quick how big. And I hate to just jump past like before. Mm. Nah, but I, I think this yeah, is a really yeah. important time period because it's more relative to the community and mm. it's happening right now as mm. we speak. Um, so, and correct me if I'm wrong. I want to mm. make sure mm. I'm, I'm re yeah. uh, you know, articulating it back to you the correct way. So the entity that MHP is, mm -hmm. technically it's city owned, right? The the physical property. The physical property mm -hmm. is city owned, mm -hmm. but the organization is separate entity. Yep, School right? of Arts and Culture. But it's a nonprofit, uh -huh. yep. right? Yep. So the nonprofit is ran by the, the ladies that you mentioned. Yeah, um, yep. And you and your and there's a big team over there, by the way. I, I'm probably not gonna be able to remember everyone's no, name. Yeah, I know I, I met know, uh, you know, a, a lot of handful of you guys, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. you guys do amazing work for the mm -hmm, ones that are just mm -hmm. tuning in. Like they, they've done San Jose Day. You guys have done so mm -hmm, much. Mm -hmm. Like there's events back to back. Your events, um, the other community events that are constantly getting booked out. You guys are booked out like almost every every month. I feel like there's something going on. Yeah. Um, and the fact that the entity is thinking about getting development like mm. getting a property uh, acquiring a property and, mm. and correct me if I'm wrong is it already acquired or is it in process of no it's already acquired like so there is extension mm. of this programming that mm. is in motion yep um and that's kind of like what i'm assuming what we were talking about like leading by demonstration is like you yeah. guys are investing into the program you guys are finding ways to grow it mm. um and get more people involved yep. because once you start attaining real estate i feel like that is the thing people don't talk about like and and i don't blame them because mm. i don't even talk about real estate like it's I not even a, a, it's not even a thing i might have conversation about someone with real yeah. estate but i really right. don't know what the fuck i'm talking about you know what i mean like yeah. there's people that really are in the game because they're trying to flip and make money whether mm. it's residential commercial mm. but the fact that the entity is looking at it as expanding mm. the program yeah. um and, and it's an asset right mm. like getting that asset to serve the community i think mm. that's like a whole strategic play like i just want to yeah. throw that out there like it is a very dope and strategic play like, no thanks man that um, that and that's like kind of like i mentioned earlier yeah. like i wake up hungry and motivated because when when in my f almost 15 year career do yeah. i ever get this opportunity right yeah when do nonprofits even own the buildings that they're in that's what I'm right saying. they're all beholden to yeah. what could happen mm -hmm. like i used to work for the ywca was it you mentioned credit recovery earlier yep, yep. i think at the time it was one of two mm -hmm. in um east side union high school district mm -hmm. that had a credit recovery program yeah went under completely yeah right so didn't get the grant renewed and it just went away like that. Mm. So what the plaza is doing is special, right? Mm. Like, and in, in years past, it is kind of, you mentioned like San Jose day, shout out to Haley. Yeah. Like we don't, we're not, we don't have ownership of all the events. Yeah. Uh, effectively, we, we, one of the major bodies of uh, arms that we have is like rental and activations. Yeah. Right. But you guys are the vessel. You guys but, are the but vessel we're the, for we're, the that's, that's a great way to put it. Mm -hmm. Like we're the vessel. Um, and then on top of that, the new stuff that you're talking about, like the building across the street, like we, we can do something really special. Like mm -hmm. we can safeguard Somos Mayfair, or Mayfair, shout out to Somos Mayfair, part mm -hmm. of the CISA by the collective. Um, and so that's, that's what we're trying to do. We're really trying to, we're going to have a black box theater. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a cafe from a local operator, mm -hmm. right? We're going to have Gardner Health Services, a wellness center in Eastside, yeah. which is like under-resourced, right? Yeah. So. So we're all working really, really hard. If you yeah. ever meet anyone at the plaza, and I'm not saying we all get it right, I definitely don't. Yeah. But like, ask them about what they do, and mm -hmm. and, and understand that like, there's not a single person at the plaza that's lazy. 
Yeah. There's yeah. Everyone's, everyone's no, putting that word. Everyone's wearing 47 hats and working yeah. their butt off because yeah. we all kind of believe that that's the North Star we're chasing. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. And uh, like I said, salute to you and, and everyone a part of that program. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is huge. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know any other stories in San Jose like mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and I feel like, and there probably has been publication about this already. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just want to give you guys your flowers because oh, attaining you, real estate yeah. and repurposing the spaces that not only employ people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and bring on people that own businesses. Yeah. That's like, you're you're like serving thousands of people like thousands yeah, of people because yeah. if you if you're if you're like how many people go into a coffee spot on an average day mm-hmm. like you go to starbucks mm-hmm. you're probably doing serving at least uh 500 people maybe for sure less like on a busy yep. weekend or, yep. or even more than that mm-hmm. and then the amount of people that come to do homework at a mm-hmm. coffee shop they're mm-hmm. just like coming to go do some work yeah um people go to meetings and and the other stuff that you guys are repurposing the space for i mean this is just one element to that i'm talking mm. about that's so many people that you guys are serving by just creating this this location yeah 100 thousand people a year so in terms of our events and our mm-hmm. programs a hundred thousand a year and yeah i just admire that and, and and that's like something i would aspire to do on my own one day like in this format like the creative yeah. format yeah. like that's kind of one of my goals is being able to create a place where people can come and do the things creatively but the fact what other what other what other goals you have so before the pod you talked about potentially getting into concert production is there is yeah. there is any other like, <laughs> he's reversing yeah. it on me again he's no i want to hear it you know no, he does it at the people, good time people should hear like yeah I, yeah i, I, no, think, I appreciate I think, that i think um, this platform is for, for sure you. one yeah. of my goals for 2024 like if i'm just gonna go to mm. next year is i want to do the um the concert series like i want to create a cool. concert series multiple different genres mm-hmm. of music um mm-hmm. catering to like hip-hop's first that's like my first one mm-hmm. um and then something that caters to like spanish music so like mm-hmm. cumbias banda mm-hmm. reggaeton um and then something else that would um maybe cater to the car community um like that's those mm-hmm. are three projects that mm-hmm. i'm working on that mm-hmm. are my goals for next mm-hmm. year um and then one long-term goal is like having a a location that can house like a community of people that want to do creative work like what we're cool. doing right now yep. but like to a level where it's like there's rooms and there's co-work spaces mm-hmm. and there's a assembly space mm-hmm. like i said like what you guys are doing is literally inspiration for me because mm-hmm. i see you guys have done that on an independent level through a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. this is really like educational for me just even talking to you about this no I, and like thanks mm-hmm. man like we 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 really need movers and shakers in san jose right yeah. like the backdrop to all, everything that I think probably everyone here is doing is like things that we can't control. Yeah. So like gentrification, right? Like we're, yeah. we're you know, our, our co-ED Jessica always yeah. says like we're in late stages and that that's so true. Yeah. Right. And so like in some ways, like what, what y'all are doing late stages of like of gentrification yeah, or of like yeah. our response to of, of gentrification, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you know, Google headquarters, VTA and, yeah. and like on these face, I don't want to demonize any of these one things, but it, it is a thing where like, if we don't get an LLC to open a property uh, or to become property owners, right? If we don't become developers, which is kind of weird to say, yeah. Um, who's going to have a better interest for the community yeah. than the folks that are in the community? Exactly. So, so to me, it's actually a lot is riding on it. What if exactly. it? What if it crashes and burns? Mm. Right. So that that's why we're all like we work hard, man. It's like a risk. we all, it's a yeah. risk and and it's proof of concept. Yeah. So it could be a good thing where we're like, hey, look at all these other nonprofits could become property owners. How do you become yeah. a CDC? Yeah. Right. Or it 
could go the other way. Mm-hmm. Like, and everyone can have that as an excuse. Look, the plaza didn't make it. Yeah. So not, we don't, you know, nonprofits shouldn't own buildings or become developers, stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. Similar to you, right? Like, mm-hmm. think about how many times you got dissuaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kept coming back. You kept yeah. reshaping. Mm-hmm. And that, and, and tell, tell the people a little bit about, like, how we actually got acquainted. Because I think that's a good, that's a good convergent point right there. Um, well, I know we had lunch together, and mm-hmm. uh, that was through a DM, right? Mm-hmm. I reached out mm-hmm. to yep, you. Yep. And we, we met up for lunch, and we got connected. There was a time before that. Right. Mm, I'm trying yeah. to remember. I'm, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought. No, so Patron, we had mutual friends. Yeah. Yeah. No, so so you're right. It was lunch. And then like uh, I had heard of cultural night markets. I had heard of yeah. you. But uh, being on the arts commission, I saw I saw y'all's like application come in. Oh, yes. So that's yes. it right there. Yes. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, quick, quick. Uh, and this is why it's su- super full circle moment. Mm. Right. Because like mm. we went from conversations to mm. being an applicant on the grants mm. to now we're having a podcast. Like mm. It's crazy. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, shout out to local color and, and Carmen. Mm-hmm. Um, they have helped me become educated on how to apply for grants mm-hmm. and how to utilize, uh, programs to fund, you know, the culture night market mm-hmm. and, and of our creative ventures that we have. Um, and I've applied for the city grant, which, you know, basically uh, people are applying from all over San Jose mm-hmm. for this, uh, grant. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we had to put together like a very in-debt description mm-hmm. of like the event and who are serving and, and just kind of all these specifics mm-hmm. that, you know, and like I said, I, I dropped out of college, man. So I had to get mm-hmm. some support. Yeah. So Carmen came through and she really like guided me on what needed to be filled out, connecting me with people mm-hmm. who had grammatical skills that can help mm-hmm. me polish everything. Yep. Shout out to Grammarly using Grammarly, you know what I'm I saying? I like Grammarly. Grammarly slaps. Yep. And then, um, <laughs> get that premium y'all free yeah. for nonprofits. <laughs> so like, uh, we applied and, mm. and we've applied in the past and we've, you know, got rejected because it was mm. like our first time. Mm. There was elements that weren't proven that mm. kind of went against us. But after a year mm. of having a little bit of stuff under our belt, we felt a little confident going into the applica- mm. application. And then you were actually one of the people on the panel mm. evaluating the applications. And it was just really like it was a little nerve wracking because like mm. everyone was on that Zoom call and like mm. it was like 50 plus people. And from the Arts Commission, right, Arts Commission, people from the city, and then also all the applicants. So then every applicant had to review their application in front of everyone and basically be prepared to answer questions. Um, and it was, you know, for someone that's not prepared, they will, they'll probably feel the pressure and maybe fold. So and, and how was that for you? Did it feel like unfair? Did it feel awkward? No, nah, like, I, oh, like I kind of understand. No, nah, I felt it was here. very well evaluated. Like mm. you guys went through everything. It seems like you guys literally did your homework on every single one. Um, and you guys already had like specific points that you wanted to Mm -hmm. and and that was good because it was like a little bit of time but you guys Mm -hmm. already had notes on what to talk about um so i think it was it was really fair um and you guys said and i think you were one of the people that said that um you know if culture if you haven't heard about culture night market you're you're Mm -hmm. living under a rock and that spoke a lot about like Mm -hmm. how much work we put in you know it was really reassuring to know like damn people really do know about the event and and who we're serving what we're doing it's huge Um, like i felt like it if you follow anything in events or in spaces in San Jose, it like it, at least for me, it felt mm-hmm. like it almost grew overnight. Mm-hmm. Like it became a household name. Mm-hmm. And so thanks for sharing all that. I'm going to infill yeah. a little bit of context. Yeah. So I'm, I'm on, I'm on an arts commission. Yeah. And so if anyone has like a passion for art or if anyone has a passion for city governance or mm-hmm. whatever you're about, just know that like cities have boards and commissions that you could be a part of. Yeah. So the arts commission is an appointed position. Mm-hmm. It means that you ha- you generally want to have a relationship with your city council, but if you don't, it yeah. doesn't mean you can't be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And so I was uh, appointed. 
And I'm, I'm sharing that because like there's different avenues to kind of make change. And I actually think being on a board is a huge one because mm-hmm. you can be advising within your respective board to the city and the mm-hmm. city is a, is a big gate, right? Yeah. So you, you talked about the grant, the FPC grant. Yeah. If, if without access to that money or without grant money, it makes your job all the more hard. Yeah. So I want to, I want to like sprinkle these little things because all yeah. of these were first, like I didn't know any of this. I arguably still don't. Mm-hmm. I've just hit a year as an arts commissioner mm-hmm. and, and like, um, that's how we collectively build. Right? Yeah. And, and I remember your application stood out because I was like, Hey, name brand recognition, huge scale, mm-hmm. scaling, continue to scale. And then I had some like thoughts, right. And yeah. they weren't even negative thoughts. Yeah. It was it like, was constructive. I, it was constructive. And I was like, I want to know more. Yeah. So I'm like, wait, how are y'all scaling so quick? What does yeah. the money look like? Yeah. Um, how are you paying artists and creatives? Yeah. Cause that's like a, that's yeah. like a value. For I don't sure. compromise for no one, for sure. not my employer, yeah. not my friends. I don't yeah. ask no favors. I'll come out of pocket thousands of dollars before yeah. I ask people to do things for free. Yep. So to me, that was like the things I was trying to sift out. Yeah. And then you came through, you mm-hmm. like represented, you answered questions as well. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of how we got connected. Cause I yeah. was like, okay, if I'm going to offer constructive feedback, like as much as I humanly can, cause mm-hmm. I like y'all are busy, you're busy. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's be about setting, setting people up for success. Let's yeah. go out of our way to meet with people and mm. get their application from an eight to a nine, a nine yeah. to a 10. Mm-hmm. And that was honestly my intention. Like I was like, I felt like I was a little bit constructive. So like, yeah. let me meet BQ. Let me yeah. see what he's about. Mm-hmm. And honestly, sharing, like hearing a little bit about your story, like yeah. mattered a lot to me. Yeah. And I would say like, whenever you get a chance and when you're in those spaces, share your story. Yeah. You're going to either inspire someone mm-hmm. or like, folks like me will like go out of their way once they hear that and, yeah. and try to be a bridge in any way that I can. Mm-hmm. So wanted to kind of riff on like how we got connected. Yeah, no, that is, was, you know? that is important. Cause it's like, these are things people don't know about, you know uh-huh. what I mean? And no one will ever know that this happened. So I think it's important that we yeah. document it. Cause we'll, we're going to look back in this a decade from now, you know, mm-hmm. and we're going to be like, man, this isn't crazy. Like mm-hmm. where our relationship first started. Cause I, mm-hmm. I plan to connect with you more often. And I feel mm-hmm. like, uh, I, I still feel like there's more, I want to pick your brain about mm. even though we're on the podcast but we're coming close to the conclusion so yeah. for the for the sake of the viewers and everyone that's tuning in that got mm. here this far thank you so much and don't forget this is the emlyn podcast hosted by your boy bq my boy jonathan borka here and um in the heart of silicon valley make sure you guys subscribe to the itunes spotify youtube yep. and uh continue to support the movement and as we continue to share stories of other mm. culture leaders mm. but before we transition out i do yeah. want to give an opportunity for um to talk about the creative stuff that you're working mm-hmm. on, um, mm-hmm. because you know you've you've put together experiences the um, the Color Me Gold event, and mm-hmm. I think we were talking off camera about um, DeAndre Brackensick, that mm-hmm. a mutual friend that you've booked before, yeah. and you've booked other people too. But uh, just want to maybe see if I get a little exclusive out of you. Is there anything yeah, coming yeah. up that we're gonna expect uh, next year? Or, or anything music wise, you know what I, I had this thought. I was like, dang, if we did this one week later, I might have news to share. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm a I'm a uh, rapper and poet. I rap I rap over various jazz ensembles. Yeah. So that could be yeah. a big band, like shout out Gabby Horlick and the Seven Tree Big Band, mm-hmm. or it could be like a trio or quartet of my own. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do creatively. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have anything on the horizon that I can announce yet, I, yeah. uh, but there, there, I've been working an angle. I mm-hmm. haven't done music since Cinco de Mayo. That's yeah. the last gig I took. Mm-hmm. And um, once I can, I will, but mm-hmm. it, it, I guess I can say exclusive to the pod. Uh, <laughs> there, there, is a, there is a residency that I'll be announcing ideally within a week or so. Ooh, okay. And they're, they're like, it's very to the T, like you can't announce it. Like I'm actually not allowed to, Yeah. but it, it, it wouldn't mean a lot to me. It, yeah. would, it would be a family friendly space. Like it yeah. would be a, a good backdrop for the art that I've always intended. Yeah. Um, 
And so, yeah, man, I just want to I want to thank you for the time. How for sure. how are we doing? We got like two minutes. Oh, no, we're good. And just so you know, this podcast will drop later. So if you do announce it, it will probably come. Oh, It'll be a good time. tricky, just tricky, saying, just tricky, saying. tricky. All right. Well, we're going to have to edit it out if it all does. Right, okay. Right. So, yeah, I, I just got a resident, a three part residency for the San Jose Museum of Art. Ooh. I've been working on that for a long time. Nice. And I kind of just had this epiphany, not epiphany. I didn't, I didn't, I think I tricked myself into thinking rapping at bars and like doing the bar gigs was, was creative fulfillment and, yeah. and it wasn't mm. like people don't like, you're going to have better rappers than me. Guarantee yeah. you, you have a whole thing with rappers, right? Yeah. All of them can smoke me in <laughs> yeah. bars, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what I do is like, I write uplifting messaging. Like mm. I, I have a good cadence. I write good stories. And so to me, I was like, all right, this is family friendly. There's going to be kids. The, the show that I did was on Cinco de Mile first Friday. It ties art because there's first Fridays. Yeah. And so this would be the dream scenario. Mm. It's actually going to have folks like San Jose Storyboard with live projection. Nice. And a rotated poet. So mm. folks like Mighty Mike McGee, um, Shaka Campbell, mm. Yossi Marez. Like, mm. It lets me creatively do all the things that I love nice. in one place. That's and so dope. I'm like flabbergasted I got it. I didn't think I was going to. And that was really good news. I actually feel nice. like I needed kind of a W. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's been no, a, it's that's, been that's a grind. That's a W, man. Especially because yeah. it's, it's, it's something, because you're serving. You're doing a lot of serving. Mm -hmm. And now you, for one moment in time, after all hard work, you finally get to do something not only that you're creative and passionate mm -hmm. about, but it's like on a level that you never imagined. Yeah. I mean, at least from what you're describing. No, well said. Mm -hmm. 100%. Like, uh, I'm going to shout out a bunch of people, but like Elba Raquel, mm -hmm. she told me, she's like, hey, um, you put a lot of, you share a lot, you use your platform and you promote a lot of folks and you do things mm -hmm. for others. Like this is your time. And that, and she just said that in passing and that really stuck with me. Like, damn, maybe, maybe you're right. Like maybe yeah. this is something for me to kind of like get mm -hmm. my creative outlet out there and mm -hmm. to hopefully do some good. That's yeah. Mando, man. And it, and it's going to inspire more people. Cause like I said, there's people that already um, speak highly of you and what you're doing mm -hmm. now and all the work you've done. But to me, it seems like there's another chapter to, to this, uh, to this uh, music that mm -hmm. you're doing, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that you've been, you know, holding out on it sounds mm. like because you said it's been since Cinco de Mayo, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like the longest break I've mm -hmm. I've taken in recent years, and and I just I was a part of me was really just waiting to see how this resolved and, yeah. and it landed. So I'm happy, man. Dope, man. Yeah. Well, I'm glad Emily Exclusive got the exclusive. Exclusive. No, we needed that. Bah, bah. Um, I guess uh, the last thing is uh, if, if there's any um, as we conclude the podcast, I like to give the guests always an opportunity to give a shout out to anyone that. Maybe have supported you along the way or any last minute message that you want to give anyone that has made it this far mm. into the podcast. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So, so, you. so I, I love, I love ending on that. I got, I, there's like folks I wanted to sneak in if I could. Yep. And I just want to pay homage to people yeah. who are like Let's been very it. important to me. Uh, and shout out to you for, for sharing your platform, using it for good. Yep. Uh, I know you're an event producer. We didn't riff on that at all, but like mm -hmm. you might be schooling me and mentoring me in that space because that's something I want to do too, right? Yep. Create creative hubs for yeah. people. Uh, but I just want to shout out my San Jose goats real quick. Yep, let's do it. Uh, the goats. Like Aaron Salazar, you mentioned like mm -hmm. local color. So shout yep. out Carmen Haynes, mm -hmm. Haley, who used to work for them too. Like mm -hmm. Aaron's, Aaron's been a really dope, atypical executive director in the creative space. Mm -hmm. So I really, I really have an affinity for Aaron. Mm -hmm. I served on their board for three years and turned off in December, but they're always going to have like a special spot in my heart. Carmen sure. doing the fiscal sponsorship, an example of mm -hmm. how they're really helping people. Mm -hmm. uh, then I want to shout out a couple like other folks really quick, like Francisco Ramirez, mm -hmm. also from East San Jose, one yep. of the dopest muralists, period. Look up his work. Yep. Uh, maybe we can tag him on like on the handle. He, he's a special talent. You got... Gabby Horlick, she's one of my personal goats. So a gender like equitable big band, which mm -hmm. is very not typical. She's like 
female drummer. She's mm. been my biggest fan before anyone told me I was good. She's always encouraged me. I used to be very like, uh, I used to be very insecure about my art. I really yeah. still am, mm -hmm. but she's she's been my biggest fan from day one, and she's doing really dope stuff. It's awesome. We always need someone like that on our corner. Yeah, man, and yeah. and I know I'm hijacking the time here, but oh, I mentioned Elba. She's been really special to me. She mm -hmm. she's a part of a, a live painting collective called TWC. Mm -hmm. I think she's just oh, like yeah. together we create. Shout yeah, yep. yeah, and they're just doing really dope things, yeah. and they're doing it with tact and care and grace. And and there's not a lot of these people that I've met in my like up and up so i, I want to like continue to break bread with these people yeah. even, even Haley, right san jose mm -hmm. day is very special mm -hmm. so those are some of my goats man i i, I would say alex nobody i'm yeah. rocking his shirt yeah i just seen that shout out alex yeah another another east side jam mm -hmm. but um yeah like i i want to end on that note i want to say thank you to all these folks and anyone i'm forgetting but like mm -hmm. I really wanted to be here and you don't know how hard it is for me. Like, I'm, I'm super insecure about podcasting and recordings in general because mm -hmm. I'm scared I'm going to misrepresent or say the wrong thing. But I, I want to thank you just for like sharing the space and the crew for sharing their talent and time because that's how we kind of rise up together. Of course. And, and, and just to end it off, just to let you know, you've articulated yourself probably the best out of all my, oh, thanks, uh, no, no disrespect to any of my previous yeah. guests, but you've articulated everything very well. Um, and I don't think you should have that mm -hmm. over your head. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think you did a really great job. So thank you for doing this and, and being a part of our show. Um, but yeah, man. So well, much love, BQ. Yes, follow sir. subscribe show the love y'all shout out to the crew you can't yes, see sir. them but they are holding it down they made me feel good and comfortable they're like you ain't nervous so so thank y'all tune in support this guy's a mover and shaker in the community he's gonna do good things so is the crew so support and follow yes sir well uh as y'all know it ain't exclusive it ain't an emlin exclusive it's your boy bq we in the heart of silicon valley right here emlin labs off sofa district my guest francis i'm sorry francis experiences instagram name but Jonathan Borka in the flesh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, y'all. Appreciate y'all. All right, y'all, take care. And we out. Peace. Hey. Hey.